Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here's Will with today's episode. Well, hello there, everybody. This is episode 26 of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. I am Will Friedner, your host. And today, I'm going to tell you a story about a person that got themselves in a ton of trouble when buying a piece of property. And hopefully, after you hear this story, you will avoid that same issue. We really haven't done any episodes yet on buying bare land on this podcast, so I thought I should do one and and add this story to it. There are a lot of things to think about when buying land, and uh, let me go over a few of them. The first thing is easements. I mean, when you buy a piece of property, it's kind of like buying a house. You'll have time to do your due diligence and check everything that goes into this lot or everything about this lot, and easements is a big one. If you don't know what an easement is, basically it allows, for example, an example of an easement is you know a neighbor can drive a truck across the back of your property to access something else. I had a place like that one time. Or a common easement is one of the power companies has an easement to run the power line or the gas line through your property. But that's what an easement is. But you should always check on the easements just to make sure you know who has access to your property besides yourself. The other thing to look at is if there are any covenants. If it's in a subdivision, there's usually covenants and they're going to require you to, there's many different things that can be listed in the covenants. You need to go over it and they're all different. It's up to the owner of the subdivision when they put the subdivision together. They'll come up with these covenants, which are basically just the rules of the subdivision. But a lot of times it'll say that your house has to be, you know, 2,000 square feet or at least 2,000 square feet, or your house can't be over two stories or Again, a million different things there can be on the covenants. One of the big big things that could affect you is if you run any kind of business or if you want to park a camper out there. I, I actually was just selling a house not too long ago and the people wanted to build a shop to store all their camper and all their toys. But right in the covenants, it wouldn't allow a shop to be built or a separate building. All you could have was the house and, you know, an attached garage. So that wasn't going to work for him. So anyway, read over the covenants and the HOAs. If Along the same lines, if it's in a subdivision, there's going to more than likely there'll be a homeowners association. And the big thing to check on that is how how to get things passed or what the what the rules are as far as back to the story I just told you about the garage. Is there a way to get an exception for your garage or is there have to be a vote or how, how that all works? But these are all things you really need to check into when buying a piece of bare land because you don't want to buy the lot, start building the house and then realize, geez, you're not allowed to do this because... Legally, the, the subdivision can shut you down, shut your construction down, whatever, if, if they've got it written up that whatever you're doing isn't allowed. So again, be very careful when it comes to those three things. And the last thing, which leads into the story I was going to tell you, is the property pins. Mainly in a, in a subdivision that's already there, usually the property pins are there. But if you're looking at 
a piece of property out in the country or a bigger piece of property, you want to make sure you find those pins. Even if you find them, that does not mean that those are the actual pins. And that's where people get in trouble. And that's the story I'm about to tell you. So let me get into it. So I heard this from another agent. And this happened quite a few years ago. It's still is true today and could happen to anybody buying a big piece of property. So I think this was actually a 40-acre parcel that they were buying. And they went out and they were walking it with the owner. The agent was there with her two clients. And then the owner was walking the property with them. And they wanted to, obviously, these people that were buying it wanted to see all four corners a lot. So they walked around and he pointed it out and said, all right, here's the one corner. It's at the corner of this fence. And they walked further through the woods and He said, okay, the line goes right through here and everything to the right of it is your property and this is the line. And anyway, you know what I'm saying. They were just looking at at the whole place. And at the end of it, the people were like, oh, we really want this lot. And they told their agent, let's write up an offer. And she said, well, one of the things I want you guys to do, or you can negotiate for him to pay for it, or you can pay for it yourself, is have a survey done. Because especially on a big property, like I do, she was really pushing for a survey. And the people are like, no, 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 we trust the guy and he's a nice guy. We're just going to, no, we're, we're good with what he showed us. So she was so concerned about it. She actually made them sign basically a piece of paper saying, I told you to get a survey. And if anything ever happens, it's not my fault. <laughs> it was a CYA on her part. And it's a good thing she did that because here's what happened. So they buy the lot and I think it was in the fall. So they waited and, you know, all winter and the next spring or summer, they start building building a house. They dug in the foundation and they're starting to put up the framing of the house. And all of a sudden they're out there and some random guy comes walking up and says, what are you guys doing? And they said, oh, well, we're obviously building a house. And he said, well, do you realize that you're on my property? So there again, needless to say, they... (laughs) This everyone started calling lawyers because it was a nightmare. And again, they were going to go after the real estate agent, but luckily she had him sign off on it and covered herself. But anyway, the moral of the story is if you're buying empty land, make sure you know where the property pins are. And if that requires doing a survey, I would strongly suggest doing a survey because it's more times than not, it's going to help you. Kind of like a home inspection, the price in the grand scheme of things is well worth the cost of a survey, even for a big area like that. A 40-acre lot is going to be obviously a lot more than a quarter-acre lot. So keep that in mind. Don't make the mistake of not getting a survey, and I hope that helps you. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will join us next week for our next episode. If you have any questions or would like to know more about this episode, please feel free to contact me at montanarealestatepodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at montanarealestatepodcast.com. Or if you want to call, you can call me at 406-249-1735. We'll see you all next week. 